All right, well, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is another episode of A Nugget from Scripture. Um, if you're just now joining us, uh, this is um, uh, part of the, the podcast where I kind of was, when I, when I created it, I was going through and just kind of sharing what um, stood out to me in my daily Bible reading and my, my daily devotion, something that stuck out with me or to me, and I was sharing it with everyone. Um, mostly it was for me, but I, my hopes were that somebody would um, be able to um, learn from it uh, as well. Um, this is going to be the fourth uh, episode in this series on the Romans Road, um, which is a little bit different, you know, than what I had originally had it planned for, um, or this part of the podcast anyway. But I thought it was easy or important to get back to the basics. And so we're still going to be talking about scripture. It's still going to be, you know, getting information from the scripture. But I thought it was good to get back to the basics for two reasons. One, um, for the non-believers, for non-Christians, this gives you a a path, a road to follow, if you will, through the book of Romans uh, to salvation. We talk about sin and we talk about how to um, obtain salvation. Uh, we started in Ephesians, which is obviously not in the book of Romans, uh, but we started out talking about um, faith and how faith is the only way that we can uh, obtain salvation. We are saved by uh, faith or grace through faith. I'm sorry, uh, not of works. There's nothing that we can do. God doesn't care um, about our works when it comes to salvation. If there was a work that could uh, save us, then uh, the, the, the work of the cross, the blood of the cross, it would be for nothing. There would be no reason um, for the blood if, if there was something that we could do. There would have been no reason for the, for the crucifixion of Christ. You can find that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Um, today, I'm going to take a step back because we have talked about um, Romans, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, we said that all have sinned, um, that each and every single one of us has sinned. None of us are perfect. Not even Mary was perfect. Um, nobody that has been born into this world, born of man, um, has been perfect or good enough to get into heaven on their own. We all have sin, and the punishment for sin is death, which you find in Romans 6, 23, um, that says the wages of sin is death, uh, which and the um, gift of God is eternal life. The free gift of God is eternal life. So being sinners, we all deserve uh, we all deserve death, a spiritual death. That is that is our our wages, if you will, for the sin that we have committed in our life, uh, because there's there's not enough good in any of us uh, to um, to obtain salvation. In fact, Paul says uh, that there is none good, no, not one. We find that in Romans chapter three, verse ten. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, and there is none who seeks after God. As as humans, we tend to follow the ways of the world. Uh, what makes us feel good now, what gives us that instant gratification. That's why we have um, addictions. That's why there's um, sex and uh, uh, pornography, uh, sex outside of marriage, pornography, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, uh, electronic devices, social media, you know, all, all of these content creators and social influers, uh, influencers and such like this that are they're following um, fame and they're following self. And they're not following God. Nobody's nobody goes to God on their own. God draws them to Him in one way or another. Whether it's through you know listening to this podcast or watching this video on YouTube or your pastor at church or something you heard on the radio, you're drawn to God in one way or another. But nobody just seeks God on their own. Um, and today I want to take a step back and go back to um, the beginning of Romans. Well, I'm going to go to a couple different scriptures. We're still we're not. We're not going to make the next stop on the Romans road today, but we're going to talk about sin and what it is because we have said that we have all sinned, right? We've all sinned, and we've also said that the wages of sin is 
death. But what is sin? And sin is literally anything that transgresses against God. You know, we have the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments uh, are against God, and the last six commandments are um, against man. So, you know, in the New Testament, we see that God says um, to not have any other gods before him and then to love man. Um, and those are the greatest commands. And those two, on their own, um, are comprised of the original ten. And the only one that we don't have anymore is the Sabbath. Um, you know, I got told once, well, you can't pick and choose what commandments. We don't, first of all, as Christians, um, as Gentiles, not even as Christians, as Gentiles, we are not under the law. We were never under the law. The law was not there to save people. The law was there to expose sin. Without the law, we wouldn't know sin. Um, and the Sabbath was part of the law, and the Sabbath was intended for the Jews. Now, do I believe that maybe we should have a day of rest? Yes, but it's not Sunday. The Sabbath was actually on Saturday, as Sunday is the first day of the week, and we all have church on Sunday. So there's this misconception that, one, we need to follow the Sabbath, and this is by a lot of um, of Christians, Jewish, or no, I'm sorry, Gentile Christians. Um, the, the law and the Sabbath was meant for the Gentiles, or I'm sorry, for the Jews, not the Gentiles. And as Gentiles, we're, we're not under the law, but the law was there to establish what sin was. Nobody could ever be saved by the sin and we see, or by the law. And we see that because of the, the sacrifices that were constantly needing to be made by the Israelites, by the Jews. There was a constant need for sacrifices um, in the Old Testament to atone for sins. But when Jesus came, and died on the cross, that was the ultimate sacrifice, uh, abolishing, not abolishing the law, fulfilling the law, but making it to where Gentiles had a uh, way to salvation through faith in Christ as well. Um, it opened up that door. So when we have the Ten Commandments, there's, in today's day, there are nine, and you can um, agree with me or not, that's fine, it's not a salvation issue because you're not going to go to hell for not following the Sabbath when the Sabbath was never intended for us anyway. It's not going to cause you to be unsaved. What gives us our salvation is faith. The Sabbath was a work, um, and it was a commandment to the Jews, um, but we are saved by grace through faith in today's world. So we have um, sins against God, and we have sins against man. So what are these sins? Like, um, that's what this video is, is to talk about uh what sin is so that we can define it. If we go back to um, Romans 3, um, which actually becomes uh, comes before the first stop on the Romans road, which was 323, which says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If we go back to Romans chapter 3, verse 10, and we're going to move um, from verses uh, 10 through 18, Romans, 3 verse, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 18 says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have all together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. So there is none righteous, uh, and there are none that do good. Good is subjective in our uh, sense. So people will think that they're a good person because they've never murdered anybody. They're, uh, Hitler thought he was a good person because he was annihilating and exterminating the Jews. And there were people that thought that Hitler was a good person, that he was doing a good thing. So um, what is good is absolutely, in, in human terms, extremely subjective. Um, going to church doesn't make you good because you've never stolen from anybody, uh, which I would beg to argue that probably most everybody has stolen in one way or another, and maybe we didn't think about it, but uh, even taking a, a three-cent piece of candy, I remember being a kid when you could get um, like a Tootsie Roll from the store, and it was like three cents, or you could get a single piece of bubble gum from the store uh, for, you know, three cents. 
Did you ever steal one of those? I did. Did you ever take a pen from work? A pen that wasn't yours, you took from work. Whether you felt like they owed you because they didn't pay you enough or um, you just inadvertently did it and it wasn't malicious, but it's still stealing in God's eyes, okay? So uh, just because you've never murdered someone or you're not a rapist or a child molester or anything like that does not necessarily make you good. That is very subjective. In God's eyes, uh, goodness is based off of his moral law, which is perfection. I don't know anybody that's perfect, therefore none of us are good. Now, let's get into... Uh, a little bit more into what sin is. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they have practiced deceit. So we're liars. Uh, the poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Every single one of us in one way or another curses. Um, their feet are swift to shed blood. We want eye for eye. We want justice now. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And in the way of peace, they have not known. All we know how to do is war with each other and, and disagree and fight. That's not good or godly at all. Uh, there is no fear of God before their eyes. And this word fear does not mean I'm afraid of like, ah, I'm afraid of God because he's going to hurt me. No, it's reverence. It's a, a reverence and respect for God. That is what this word fear means. So we know that there is none good, that we're all liars. We're deceivers. We use um, profanity. We shed blood. The Bible says that even if uh, you have hatred for your brother, brother in your heart, you have already committed murder in your heart. So just because you didn't pull the trigger or run the knife through the back, that is considered murder. And um, side note, but also relevant, abortion is murder. Nowhere in the Bible does God say that it's acceptable to kill babies, innocent babies. In fact, um, it says in the scriptures, um, that if you harm a pregnant woman and the baby has harm caused to it, then you are subject to punishment by death. The same uh, punishment that you would have for punishing or for um, murdering, committing murder to a, a living human being. Oh, I'm not a living human being, uh, but to a person that is outside of the womb, to an adult. Just because they're inside the womb does not make them any less of a human being or a person. So if you even think about that, as God says, you've committed murder. So there's none good. And we've already done it. Now, I want to go to a couple of other um, places. Paul likes lists and he likes to list things off um, in the New Testament. And, and Paul uh, has written the majority of the New Testament in his uh, epistles or letters uh, to different churches. Um, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. All of those are letters from Paul. Um, and so he likes lists and he talks about things uh, that are good and that are bad. Um, and there's actually one more that I need to pull up real quick. Hold on, because I'm going to I'm gonna use it to um, get my browser going. Colossians 3. Um so we are going to, we're going to start in Romans. Okay, and this is even before Romans chapter 3, but this is one of Paul's lists. Um, and so we're going to start in Romans chapter 1, verses 28. Uh, and we're going to go all the way through the end of the, the chapter to verse 32. And it says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind, to those who do things which are not fitting, being filled with unrighteousness, sexual immorality, any sex that is out of marriage, any sex that is um, 
anything other than between a male and a female, between a man and a woman, that is ordained by God. Any sexual behavior outside of that is considered sexual or uh, immorality and adultery uh, is um, sexual activity, sexual relations um, outside of the marriage when you are married. That is um, sex, uh, sexual relations against your uh, partner in marriage. So in verse 29, this is where we're at. We see this. We have unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, which is uh, being jealous, um, desiring something that your neighbor has or that somebody else has and not being content and happy with what you have. Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiveful, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And how much of this do we see in the world today? We... In this world, we're completely back to where we were in uh, in the days of Noah, where the world knows only evil continuously, and if you do evil things, you're almost praised for it. But if you're a Christian, if you believe in God, if you have a Bible, if you read the Word, if you go to church, if you're in this and you study this and you believe it, you're a horrible person. But what do we have in this world? God says that we approve of these practices, sexual immorality. It's out there. Pornography is everywhere. Um, you, in a lot of instances, and this also is subjective, depends on whether you're a male or a female. If you're a man who has um, sexual relations with you know, multiple women, you're hailed as a hero. But if you are a female that has sexual relations with multiple men, then um, you are a horrible person in the world's eyes. But they're both the same, and they're both sin in God's eyes. We have lots of wickedness and covetousness, every, uh, lots of wickedness, everything that goes against um, God. Covetousness, nobody is happy with what they want. They always want more, and we're seeking the same satisfaction that other people have based off the way that maybe they have been blessed in life. Maliciousness, we're full of envy, we're envious. Murder, all the time, constantly, and on a daily basis, uh, not just uh, against adults or children in schools or whatever the case may be, but every single day in a city, 30 miles away from where I live, we're going to call that Albuquerque, New Mexico, not to name cities. One of the, in my opinion, one of the worst cities in the country as far as crime and everything goes as it is because it's just, it's horrible. Uh, it's also one of those sanctuary cities for abortion. And our governor um, wants to push for um, abortion up to the, the moment before birth. <laughs> and that just throws the argument of it's not a living human being because it doesn't have a heartbeat out the window because it very much so has a heartbeat. The baby very much so has a heartbeat and movements on its own the moment before birth. Just because it's in your body doesn't give you the right to kill it. And just because uh, it depends on you because it's inside your body doesn't give you the right to kill it because it depends on you once it's outside of the body as well. Continuing on, not getting down that road, you can watch another video that I made recently on that. We're backbiters. We talk behind each other's back. We're haters of God. As I said, people hate Christians because, uh, because they love God. We're proud. We're prideful. It's all about us. We're selfish. We're boasters. I did this. I did that. That's what happened to Moses when he said, uh, God and I, when he struck the rock. It wasn't because he struck the rock that he was banished from the, the promised land. That was, um, that was a sin. It went against God's word or uh, God's command, but he was um, 
he was prideful. It was, he was adding himself to the equation, saying that he had that uh, ability to do these things, and it all came from God. We're inventors of evil things. We are disobedient to parents. How many kids these days uh, just simply do not respect their parents at all? They walk on their parents. And it's I blame a lot of it on the parents because they don't discipline their kids because it is considered an evil thing to discipline your kids. Heaven forbid you spank your child, you're going to jail for child abuse. Spanking your child isn't child abuse. That is um, correction. That is discipline. And if parents were disciplining their children, then we wouldn't be depending on jails to uh, discipline and correct adults. Or at least not as much. Because they wouldn't be there. And correction facilities don't correct people at all. They make them worse. If parents were beating their children, and I say beating lightly, like not child abuse. It's scriptural, by the way. Several times in the book of Proverbs and other places do you find where... Um, the scripture says, do not spare the rod from the child. Do not spoil them. Discipline your children. But we don't. So people are uh, disobedient to their parents. We're undiscerning. We don't know the difference between right and wrong. We're not trustworthy. Everyone's a liar. We're not loving. We care about ourselves, and that's it. We're selfish. We're unforgiving. Uh, we hold grudges forever, and we're unmerciful to everyone. This is one of Paul's lists describing sin. We're going to look at another one in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to, uh, let's see, where are we going to start? Uh, we're going to be in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 9 and 10, and then we're going to skip down a little ways. Uh, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, excuse me, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners. Revilers are people that slander pretty much talking about each other. Uh, extortioners um, will, and uh, I'm sorry, neither, uh, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. We skip down to 1 Corinthians 6.13. It says, Food, uh, Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both in them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. 6.19, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, your God's? You were bought with a price. We were all bought with a price. We can choose to follow God or not, but we were all bought for a, crap, a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. But Paul makes it very clear here again um, that those who um, are involved in sexual immorality, which is sex with animals, bestiality, um, sex outside of marriage, um, homosexual behavior, any sexual activity that is not between a man and a woman and outside the confines of marriage by God is considered a sin and those people will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Nor thieves or covetousness. Both of these people want something that they don't have. They are seeking after things that, that they desire. Um, drunkards. Since this is an addiction uh, program, <laughs> there you go. 
And this is not the only spot that this is mentioned in the in the New Testament uh, either. Uh, you find it in um, I can't remember if it's first or second Timothy, but it talks about rules for leaders and elders and pastors in the church where they're not to be given too much wine or um, you know things of that nature. Just because you're not a pastor doesn't mean that it's okay. Just because we have the blood of the cross and we are sanctified um, or justified through the blood of the cross and we have faith does not give us the right to continue living in sin. That is slapping God in the face. Um, in fact, if we continue to live in our sin just because we are under the assumption that we have grace, um, I would dare say that we probably don't have the Holy Spirit in us because we would have the desire not to do those things anymore. And we know it's not just a sin that we need repentance from. It's a turning away from. It is a transgression. Um, finally, as we close this out, we go to Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 and... Uh, uh, we're going to go 8... Colossians chapter 3... 8 through 11, and I did another podcast on this. This was actually one of the, probably the first podcasts I did on this uh, Nugget from Scripture series. But it says, Now you yourselves are to put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. If you look, uh, go through the um, One Step to Freedom Addiction Recovery program i believe it was two weeks ago we talked about putting off and putting on we're putting off the old man and putting on the new man that's a kind of a reference to what is um, being said by paul here do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither greek nor jew circumcised nor uncircumcised barbarian uh, scythian slave nor free but christ is all and all in one we are not discriminated against we are all the same in the body of christ so um, this did run a little bit longer than I uh, intended it to be, but I want to get back to, um, we'll get back next episode to the Romans road. We'll get to the third stop on the Romans road. Um, but I wanted to, to bring up what sin is because we've talked about how we have all sinned. And if we look at these lists, you can see that God calls these um, things sin. And if, uh, God calls it a sin, um, then it is a sin. It doesn't matter whether it was written 2000 years ago. God's word never changes. There's never been anything that God has said that would give anybody any reason to believe that the laws don't exist now just because society and the government says that it's okay just because the government says that it's okay uh to murder babies or not just because the government says it's okay to you know um have sex outside of marriage or uh because now we're making it you know laws to where pastors have to um marry uh couples that are living in homosexuality even though it goes against their religion um just because that becomes a law or a rule doesn't make it right. And I think it's funny bringing that up, and, and this is kind of a side subject, how people want separation of, of church and state. Now, separation of church and state was to keep the government out of religion, not the other way around, not to keep religion out of the government. People were like, well, religious people, Christians shouldn't be involved in politics. Yeah, we should, because that is how we stand up for what is right, what we know is right, what is godly, and what truly is moral. Just because the government says it's moral doesn't make it moral. Just because the world says it's moral doesn't make it moral because it's wrong. Our moral standard comes from God. Now, it's funny and hypocritical and ironic, all, uh, all of those, uh, and not funny, ha-ha funny, but just ridiculous funny. People want separation of church and state. They don't want the, the, the religion to be involved in the government, but it's okay for the government to make laws saying that pastors have to marry 
people of the same sex, which goes against their beliefs, their religion, and the truth, and God's word. And it goes against God. And if they don't, well, they're going to get punished for it. Sued. Have their churches shut down. So it's, it's like everything else. It's hypocritical. Women have the right to choose. And the government shouldn't be involved in that. But if I don't want to get a vaccine, I'm a bad guy. And the government is involved in that. Those are two different topics for two different times. But we see God's law here. And we see what sin is. That is, was the whole purpose of this lesson was to show what sin is. And without God's law, we wouldn't know what sin is. But God's law is written on our hearts. And we all know from, a, from being a kid, when mom says you can't have a cookie and you do it anyway, you're being disobeyed. Uh, you do it anyway because your mom leaves the room. You're disobeying your parents. You're disobeying your mother, which is a sin. You're not honoring your mother. And when she comes back in, and you stop cookie crumbs all over your face. And your mom asks you, did you have a cookie? I told you not to have a cookie. Did you have a cookie? And you say, no. The evidence is all down the front of your shirt. Cookie crumbs and chocolate chips. That is a lie. And according to God, that is a sin. And all sin is punishable by death. We have these laws written on our hearts so that we know sin. We don't have to be told what is right and wrong. We know it in our hearts. But this gives you a definition of what sin is. This gives you a picture of what sin is. So all of sin, we know what that sin is. And we know that the punishment that we deserve from a just God, the justice that should be served from a just God, the punishment for that is death. But we have the free gift of God, which is eternal life. And we are saved. We can be saved by grace through faith. As a choice, we can choose to follow the world and the flesh, or we can choose to follow God. That's it for this podcast, guys. Uh, if you liked it, please subscribe, give it a thumbs up, share it. Um, as always, New Thirst Addiction, One Step to Freedom program. Um, Sundays, new episodes, uh, new lessons, I should say, on Sundays. Um, you can find the curriculum on my website, www.soberforchrist.com. You can find um, videos, podcasts. Um, you know, I, I post this uh, to YouTube and to um, Anchor and Spotify, so... Uh, you can find it in both places. You can find links to my podcast, link to my videos and links to other videos on, uh, on the website. If you need prayer, if you need help finding a, a church, or if you would like to request a paper Bible, um, the contact information will be in the description below. You can go to my website. There's a contact link on there. You can find my email, uh, the sober Christian 22 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, find a way to get a hold of me. Um, if you're looking for a church, there is a, uh, Church Finder, a Calvary Chapel Church Finder under the resources section of my website. Um, and if you are struggling with an addiction, uh, please join into the One Step to Freedom Addiction Recovery. It is a faith-based recovery program. And you know what? Even if you're not uh, struggling with an addiction, if you're just going through a rough time in life, come and join us on, uh, on Tuesdays. I have a Zoom meeting. You can find the login information to that on the website. Uh, Tuesdays, I have a Zoom meeting at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time in the U.S. Uh, it's open to everyone. So even if you don't have an addiction, if you're just struggling with things in life, if you need some Bible study, it's a faith-based um, uh, Bible study. It's aimed at recovering uh, people or people struggling with addiction, but it is open to anybody. We all have a God-shaped hole in our heart, and this program is designed to fill that hole so join us there you can find the videos on the youtube channel you can look for um, the playlist alcohol addiction or they're also under um, ministry 
videos. So if you need any of those things, uh, you can get a hold of me. Uh, until next time, hope you enjoyed this lesson. Um, next week or next episode, I should say, we'll get back to the Romans Road. We'll find a third stop on the Romans Road, and we'll continue down this path. Um, until then, uh, stay grounded, stay in God's Word. Have a great day, and God bless.